Welcome to the Money Grows on Trees podcast. I'm Damien Medici, the Melbourne Broker. A podcast that's changing communication and education around all things money, mindset, and motivation. Money doesn't grow on trees. Well, we're here to tell you that it does and show you how. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Money Grows on Trees podcast. My name is Damien Medici. I am the Melbourne Broker podcast that is changing communication and education around all things money, mindset and motivation. Joining me today and will be joining me on the majority of these is lovely Cara Costa. Welcome Cara. Hi everyone. Cara has played a critical role in getting this up and running and he is my head of marketing. So um, this podcast essentially has been created together with her and I to bring awareness around money, money tips, money behaviors, the mindset around money and and all things that are relating to money. Our aim is essentially to provide as much content and education around it so we can give back to what we weren't really taught, which is a good segue into why we called it Money Grows on Trees. Um, It kind of came from, from what we were told growing up from our elders that money doesn't grow on trees and we're kind of here to tell you that it does. So to give you a bit of a spin on that, um, I might actually let you take the credit for that because you did, Cara. Why why money grows on trees? It's sort of like an ironic um, phrase because money does come from paper and paper comes from trees. But it's the whole idea of you can't just walk up to a tree and you know pick some money. You've got to work right. for it. You've got to earn it. How do you do that? So we're, you know, we're here to give all of that information rather than just flat out say it's not possible, which yeah. is what, you know, that was the emphasis that our parents put on to us. Yeah, our parents always used to say money doesn't grow on trees. And our mindset around that was, well, yeah, okay. But what do you, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So now we're like flipping it and be like, well, money grows on trees. Here's what we think. Exactly. Um, so I'll give you a bit of a background about me, given that it is episode one. Um, I'm a mortgage broker. I've been doing it for six years, seven years now, given we're in 2021. Well, I started the business in essentially July 2013, but I kind of really started in May 2014. And I'll get into that in a little bit and just explain why the lag and what I needed to do because it's a good intro into the mindset side of side of it and how I was able to start my own business. So obviously went to school, normal kid, um, up until 18, enjoyed it. Didn't really have an, uh, an urge to go to university. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I did enjoy numbers. I didn't know what that meant. I thought I wanted to be an accountant. I did accounting in, in high school and I kind of found that it was a little bit boring. Like I understood the numbers, but I didn't really, I don't know. I just, you did unique just recently. So you would know. Like I just, yeah. Like you choose subjects that yeah. you think you want to do and, and then you start and you're like, mm, no. So I just, I completed year 12 and I moved to Melbourne. My oldest brother was here and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just got a job making pizzas um, for about eight months. And then I got a call from my dad who 
blasted me given he's an immigrant Italian my dad's obviously no longer around so when I refer to him in past tense that's the reasons why so my dad was very hard on us boys growing up I'm the youngest of four boys and he was very hard on us because we struggled as kids but we learned a lot and we can get into that a little bit you'd you'd understand what that means Carl, or anyone that's got immigrant parents um I remember he called me and he said, look, what are you doing? You've been in Melbourne for almost a year now. You went there because you wanted to get into real estate. If you don't go find a job, you need to come back to Mildrell. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going back to Mildrell. And then I'm like, you know what? He's actually right. I'm like, well, yeah, I do need, I need, to, I need to start a career. And I did come here to get into real estate. I didn't come here to be a pizza maker with respect to anyone that's doing that. I don't mean that in any disrespect i did want a career that just wasn't for you yeah i enjoyed it but i was like well he's, he's right where am i going with this yeah i'm not going to own a restaurant i don't want to buy a restaurant that's not the goal um i always had aspirations to do big things and do great things so i started a job in real estate as a property manager and did that for about eight months i moved in between a few different firms and then i started a sales role in real estate I loved, always loved real estate. Like I really wanted to be an estate agent. I did that for about eight months. And then I noticed that with real estate, you need at least a good two years in an area to establish who you are, your brand, you know, a database and you build on that. Right. So I didn't, I didn't have time for that because I was living with rent, all my expenses. I was in debt because I wasn't wise with money. I didn't have the education around savings I basically come in with no money and no knowledge on what to do with money even if I did get it so um I was at the sales role for about eight months and then I left I needed something stable so I got a job at Westpac um and when I went there I'm like yeah I, like I, I loved working in banking I'm like this is me so I knew automatically this is what I want to do so I was working there for a good couple of years and learned so much, just learning from, just learning from people, uh, learning from people of high net worth to learning from people that have high incomes with no money. I learned a lot about what people do and spending habits and, and um, you know, I'd see people that would earn 120 grand a year and be in 50 grand credit card debt. I'm not going to get this. It's crazy. I'm like, what's wrong? What am I missing here? Surely there's something, right? It was education. Yeah. Education around is what I learned later on now. Um, so I was there for a couple of years and then for some unknown reason, and you probably hear this, I preach this a lot, is that if you've got a long-term goal, no matter where you are, you are exactly where you're meant to be. And, and wherever you are at that point in time, is always just a navigation tool to where you want to get to. So I'm really big on having goals and, that it's like you drive, you know, if I drive to six hours to Mildura, the little towns that I stop through, I'm not stopping there, but that's just a, a stop point to get to where I want to go. Yeah. So I went back to real estate because for some unknown reason, I was just like, I really want to go back to real estate. I did it last eight months again and said, no, I can't do this. That was almost like I did it again. And it, it, to me, it taught me, no, that's not for you. I went back to the bank was there for, I think about, honestly, maybe four months. 
And at the time, a mentor of mine, who's a good friend, Zach, said to me, Damo, he goes, you should get your real estate at your mortgage broker's license. So I did, with not thinking about anything of it. So I got my mortgage broker's license. Um, I actually got it back probably two years beforehand. I just did it and I sat in my cupboard. And then in July, 2013, my bank manager at the time and I had a bit of a fallout, like a really bad fallout and I quit and I said, no. Nah. And my plan was I rang my brother, my oldest brother, who's always been someone that I go to for guidance and you know support. I said, Matt, I'm gonna come and work for you at nights because he had just started his business as well, night shift. And I was working for him at nights and then I was working on my mortgage broken business during the day. So I was, it was tough. Um, and you, you can comment on this as well, Cara. I was working night shift and day shift. So I was work, I was sleeping six hours a day, but broken up into two parts. That's so crazy. three hours in the morning, three hours in the, in the evening, yeah. um, maybe sometimes four in the evening if I was lucky. So that was really draining. But when I tell you I had laser focus, it was almost like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. If someone had said to me, hey, you got to do this for three years, I would have been like, okay, because I know what the end result was going to be. Yeah. Um, I'm very fortunate that I met Cara in 2018 when my business had been humming along for around about uh, four years. Uh, I was based out of a real estate office. So I ended up becoming a mortgage broker inside a real estate office. I never got away from real estate. Um, I was working out of a Ray White office who I was blessed to have the opportunity to have a base to get some business from. And, you know, my good friend Daniel is working there. He's still one of the partners there now. Um, that was my into there. So I got in there um, and I, you know, I'm their main broker now. They still refer me business, but I moved to Essendon area because I wanted to establish my own little hub yep. and build my own brand away from that. But I still, it's still helping the majority of those clients. Um, and then I, I'm, I wanted to go through a rebrand. So I was under the loan market banner and I'm still, I'm still, um, under them, but I'm now I've rebranded to my own business. Yeah. So Damien Medici mortgages. And then 2018, I met you because I wanted to go through, I went through a rebrand, but I also wanted to bring somebody on because I'm like, this is an intention based business. And I'm not an expert at social media and I'm not an expert at marketing. So I identified really early um, what, good, what good business people do and that's bring on people that specialize in certain fields. And what I mean by that is, is you specialize in marketing. I don't. Yeah. So I'm not going to try and do marketing because that's going to take me away from what I do well, which is manage clients and bring in business. So. Might be a good little segue into you, Cara. So tell me about your intro and how that worked. Well, I was still in and uni. And a little bit about you. Oh, I was still in uni when I met you. Um, and I actually contacted you via social media. Facebook. Facebook. And I came and we had, I think, like a half an hour conversation. And I emailed you that night and you said, yep, when can you start? And it was it was good. But you were my first um, sort of client, I guess it was. And then you helped me, I guess, grow, find more clients and yeah. reach out onto my own, doing my own thing. 
because you didn't really have, I mean, you were new to business. You knew what you were doing. I'm big on that. Like, just to take a step back, I'm big on, and, and maybe just anybody that's listening that would take this advice is I'm big on people. Like, when I meet people that I want to join my business, I base them on the person that they are. Yeah. And I just knew that you'll be a right fit. See my culture. Not that that matters, but we just understood each other really well. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is going to work. And I felt kind of the way. And I, I think I'd met a couple other people maybe that, and I just didn't, it didn't, it just didn't feel right. Right. So business is really like that. Um, but if you don't mind me asking, you left in, you left uni two years ago, three years ago. So no, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Two years ago, uh, this year, but I, again, at that time when I had met you, I didn't know that this is what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to pursue a career in marketing and social media, but I had always envisioned myself doing the traditional thing of graduating uni, finding a graduate role and, you know, working for someone for the rest of my life. Did you think, um, you know, I want to work for a really big firm. I want to, you know, be on a good wage and a corporate job. Is that sort of the vision that you thought? I never envisioned myself working corporate, Yeah. but I envisioned myself being high up always. Yeah. It's just always been a thing since I was, you know, younger and seeing family and business as well. Yeah. When I would see them run their own business, it would just come to my mind of being, you know, the manager or the boss, but never the boss of my own business in this regard. And I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a bit of a plug here to any women, young age women or any women that are listening. Kara's 22 years old and straight out of uni to do your own business and just take a dive into it is really empowering other younger women to do that, I think. And you need a lot of credit because I don't think a lot of people will do it. It wasn't a full-on head-on dive, though. It but was, it's it... still, it was, it was, no, you can't, it was. It was, this is what you want to do. And even though you were working for other people, you knew that the end goal was going to be working for your own. Yeah. It was only until I come down to crunch time where you needed to leave your part-time job that we had that conversation and you messaged me at night. You're like, I'm a nervous wreck. Should I do it? I'm like, just do it. Yeah. And it took me a month to actually build up the courage to do it. So, I mean, any, any young women that are listening that wants advice on it, um, you can reach out to Cara. What's your social media? Uh, it is communications by CC. So look it up. <laughs> communications by CC. Um, if you can't find them, you can find me on the Melbourne Broker and you'll find her. So if you do look at our page, a lot of the credit goes to Cara. Now we work collectively around posts and, and what we want to do and the vision around um, what we want to be as a brand and who we want to represent. So it's we'll probably wrap it up soon, but I just want to I want to talk a little bit more about the education piece. Yeah. Um, there is really not enough. And they're starting to come a little bit more. There's some other great podcasts out there. Um, some some people are doing some really good stuff. And I think it's great. I think the more people that do this, the more education there'll be around it. The biggest thing and the biggest mistake I would say is that a lot of people try and keep up with the Joneses. They try and live without thinking about the value of money. Um, I think COVID taught us a lot. You know, we don't really need to go into that too much, but COVID was a great lesson for money. Definitely. Our education piece is going to be, you can come to our podcast, you can see a title that you like, you can learn, you can listen to it and take a lot of value out of it. 
that's our primary goal. I mean, young kids that are starting, wanting to start their own business and want to know what to do, want to know what tax is, want to know, you know, when do they need to pay GST, yeah. all that sort of stuff. So It's like an actual school that, you know, we wish existed, a school for money, a school for business, the yeah. shit that actually matters once you finish school that yeah. you're never taught. Because now I'm 33, you know, when I, I built my first home when I was 26, and I had 20 grand in debt on a personal loan that I used. I had a credit card that I <laughs> took out of cash advance to buy shares, which is the dumbest fucking thing you can do. How much was the interest again? 19% or a little bit more than that, mm. maybe 20, 21 actually. So, and again, I did that because I had no education around it. Um, I'm sure we've all done things, but up until recently, and even my, my partner now, she's we're big on this because we're doing it together. We're just realizing how much you don't need to spend money on things. And if you want to watch anyone, like I've got immigrant Indian families that have got three or four properties and they earn 45 grand a year each. Savings. Because they don't spend, they don't spend money on stuff. They eat at home with their family. They don't need to go out. They go out once a month. They've got no one to impress. Yeah. They own four properties. They don't care about buying new cars. I buy a car to get them around, which is even I've learned on that. I don't care the cars anymore. I like them. They're nice. And I'm over it. But you get it. Like, you know, I bought myself a nice car because that's what I wanted to do. You know, that was, yeah. Yeah. And then you drive it and then you're over it. It's just a car. Because there's, your money can be spent elsewhere. So it's, we're here to teach you habits from what we've learned and what other people learn. Um, what we would love more than anything is for you to listen to our podcast, give us feedback. Um, our Facebook group, Money Grows on Trees, is a platform that you can go to to ask questions and join the group. Anyone you know that wants to have any information on this or needs some tips and you've got any questions, we want you to go to the group. And um, that's going to be a little community for everyone. So obviously you can follow us on our Instagram pages, um, but more importantly, the Facebook group, I think, will create a good community and we'll be able to get a lot of content from that. So um, another thing we must obviously disclose <laughs> is that anything we talk about on this podcast is generally nature. It um, doesn't take into, into consideration your personal circumstances. So it is general advice and any personal advice should be sought upon by a financial planner. I'm not a financial planner. I am an educator in money from what I've learned and my experiences. So having said that, thank you for listening to our first podcast. We look forward to doing many more. Um, we actually really enjoy doing this. I know, I know you're a little bit shy, Cara, but I think you're pretty good with it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. And until the next one, we look forward to hearing from you. Stay safe.